and welcome to the week two preview from first and ten for the NFL season. I'm Ollie. I'm joined by just Dave this week. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, just uh, just the two of us. It's um, I think it's been, it feels like there's been at least four yeah, on every other show so far, doesn't it? So, <laughs> lovely, lovely little scene yeah. there. It's very lonely here. It's um, yeah, <laughs> just play it over the top and. <laughs> But yeah, it's. I mean, there's just the two of us. It, I, not gonna lie, it, it looks like a bit of a barren week in terms of uh, headline fixtures. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it's the NFL season. You, you can't complain. Take what we've given. Yeah, for sure. And I think so it's probably better to have them this early in the season because you've still got that bit of enthusiasm. If this is all sort of like week nine, you sort of this sort of week shows up, and you're a bit like, oh god. Like, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it, obviously, but you know, it's uh, a bit. Bit of a tougher thing to sit through, but I mean, there's some decent games out there. I mean, I think the bad thing is the best of the games is well, we're recording Thursday evening, so in a few hours' time, the best game of the week uh, kicks off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you mentioned, um, it's only week two. We still don't really know what what any of these teams are, and we've also, you know, only seen them one week, so we get to see if they really are what we thought they were after week one. Or whether that was just a blip, and you know, like, like the Packers, you wouldn't expect them to carry on as they did in game one, and same for the Bears. But we'll get onto that game a bit later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that, it'll be a, it'll be a good game. I think it'll be alright that one. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Aaron Rodgers struggles because I think we all take joy from that, don't we? So you know, but we'll, oh, talk, we'll, we'll talk about him then. Inc- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So starting off with the headliner. It's Chargers Chiefs. I don't think this game has much competition for game of the week, to be honest. No, it's um, not a lot else out there, is, is it? Yeah. Is two of the best quarterbacks. I mean, unfortunately, no Keelan Allen for the Chargers. It's going to be tough without him just to keep pace, really, because it, you're basically running against Usain Bolt with one leg. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I mean, that could end up being the difference, couldn't it? It's, uh, I think I was really looking forward to this game, but yeah, I think that definitely takes a bit of the edge off it. But I still think it's going to be great because I mean, this Chargers defense is incredible, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, the Chiefs looked really good last week, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And it, this is the thing: is that Chargers defense definitely has it in them to get a couple of stops in this game. I think, but if you, but if the Chargers offense can't keep up to a certain extent, then they w- the Chiefs will just race away here. Yeah. I can't. And, and you know, the Chargers are a very good team. And, you know, a lot of people had them as their favourites for the division. I think you might have been one of them, Dave. But um, um, I, think, I don't yeah. know. I think, I think I put the Chiefs, but I, I did put a bet on the Chargers oh, okay. a long time ago for the Super Bowl. So I, I sort of got foot in both camps, really. <laughs> just sitting on the fence yeah. of this one. So, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking this is probably a good matchup for the Chargers um, if if they had everyone healthy. Unfortunately, they don't. But I that it is just it does just come down to the defence for me, and the Chargers do have the edge there, I think. Yeah. But I don't think they've got the firepower this week, unfortunately, with Keenan Allen out. I think the defence is going to have to at least get a couple of turnovers, maybe even get a score in there somewhere just to be the difference because as you say without Keenan Allen they're just lacking a bit on that in that department aren't they we're taking him like 
the rest of the um, players there, like Mike Williams, who else you got? Um, Josh Palmer, Carter was good last week. They've got some good players there, but when they're all bumped up to wide receiver one, wide receiver two, you know, like where a, a place above where they probably should be sitting, it just doesn't look quite as good then. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of pressure on Eckler and then the defense. But I mean, I think they're, they're capable. It's just, I really do think the Chiefs are great. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think full strength, this is such a good matchup. It could easily be an AFC Championship game. But, yeah, I think, I think the Chiefs just have the edge in this one, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. Obviously, we saw last year, the Chief, this Chiefs offense is not above plenty of turnovers. But at the same time, it is a very different offense. You know, as, as I sort of detailed in my recent article for the site, Travis Kelsey is the wide receiver one now, pretty much. It's a very different offense to what they had with Tyreek Kill. And it's amazing. You sort of take that guy out, it completely changes them. Um, it, and, you know, it will be interesting to see if they do come into some of those faults yet again this season with the with quite a lot of turnovers. But I, it, it's, this is really fascinating because it's probably the first proper test for the Chiefs. I wouldn't say the Cardinals put up much of a fight, no. and but but at the same time, you know, you're still playing a decent team that doesn't have the number one receiver, so they've kind of got lucky again there. That week one game was almost a, a perfect warm up, wasn't it, for the Chiefs? Shake a bit of rust off, and then you can sort of take some of these players out and give some of the second string a bit of a run. So it, it probably couldn't have worked out better for them last week. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, moving on to a team that showed no rust, uh, the Bills hosting the Titans this week. Uh, I believe they are one of the two Monday night football games. Um, I This Bills team looked pretty unstoppable. The Titans looked pretty underwhelming against the Giants. Uh, I mean, is this a, just going to be a blowout or what are we thinking of? Um, I mean, the Titans just seem to find a way, don't they? But I mean, the Bills looked so good last week. But I mean, we've seen it plenty of times where a team looks that good and then has a bit of a letdown after. But I think this Bills team's a bit different from that. I think they're just just such a good team and very much in the category of them first two teams we spoke about in the first game there. And the Titans just, oh, just they're not that team, are they, anymore? I don't think. It's a lot of hoping Derek Henry can get it done, I think, and that doesn't work out, then I'm not really sure where else they go. And well, the Bills run defence look incredible last week. So, uh, yeah, it, I don't I don't really see how the Titans win this game. It just feels like a really bad matchup for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we were talking about this game a week ago, I'd probably be having a little bit of a feeling of a Titans upset because they sort of do have that formula of a very good defence with one of the best running games in the league and you know they're going to run and get the ball so they do in theory have that advantage of their offense is going to take time off the clock make sure Josh Allen doesn't get the ball too many times and in theory it's it's not a great matchup for the Bills as much as a matchup can not be a great matchup for them when you're that good but but at the same time Tyson's just come off a pretty poor defeat to the Giants I mean they had that opportunity to win the game right at the end there 
missed field goal. I guess it's one of those where it's just a bit of luck in the end, but you know they should be winning that game easily, really. Yeah, I mean, especially if they've got ambitions of playoffs again, and I mean, maybe more than that. I mean, I don't see them as that team myself, but I think they would. The Titans themselves will feel that way, but I mean, it's just they just haven't got the weapons, have they anymore? Um, no, that like not having AJ Brown in that lineup just makes it like the passing game looks so weak, doesn't it? It's just uh, if this if the Bills score twenty one, I mean, I can't really see the Titans scoring scoring that many themselves. Like, and that's that's a pretty low bar for the Bills, I think. I mean, the Titans are going to have to have a bit of a flute, like one of them weird games that just. Bills turn the ball over three, four times, and that's the only way I can see them winning this. Because I mean, any team can win any game that way, can't they? But yeah, how often does that really happen? And the Bills didn't look like that sort of team last week, did they? I mean, if twenty-one points was enough for the Giants' defense to hold on to, then I would assume that the Bills' defense will have absolutely no problem yeah. against the Titans with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just. Uh, like, I'd always think, oh, how can they win this game? I just don't really see it, other than just a weird game. Obviously, if someone gets injured and stuff yeah. like that, that's, that changes things. But assuming that sort of is uh, all equal, then yeah, I just don't really see how they win this one. Uh, this is also, you know, you see the whole Titans team revolves around Derek Henry. And we've just seen him become human last week. He, he got absolutely bodied. So I, yeah, they, that sort of aura that he had around him, it, maybe the mystique is gone, and you know, a couple of injuries, and he's not quite the same king as he used to be. Yeah, I mean, he's a couple of injuries. He's getting older now. He's not, I mean, he's not old, but he's not on the young side for a running back. That's for sure. And eventually, it is going to wear him down, isn't he? I mean, he's such a physical runner that, I mean, that sort of player is you'd think is going to drop off off a cliff, really, wouldn't you? Because all of a sudden, it's all just going to catch up to him and you're probably going to see more and more of these injuries come and then that's just sort of the end, isn't it? It's sort of how running backs go, which is a shame for them, but unfortunately, it's just a cycle for them. It's one of those... He's one of those players where, to put it in fantasy terms, I'm not taking the running, the second running back in Tennessee because I have no faith in them getting any snaps, yeah. but I'm also not investing heavily in Derek Henry because I have no idea when that cliff is coming sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. He's um yeah, he's a great player, but I mean it'd be no surprise to me anyway that if he did just drop off this season really is I mean, yeah, it just happens to running backs. There's there's not that many of them that go on other than Frank Gore really. There's not that many that go on and on, is there? Maybe he, Rex Burkehead or yeah, something. Yeah, it is it is a shame yeah, the wear and tear does seem to get to them, and no one really takes more of that than Derek Henry. Yeah, although I guess you could say that he's bigger than most defensive ends, so maybe he doesn't feel it as much. So he's he's one of the players that looks for the contact, doesn't he? And so that's got to take yeah. his toll eventually. So on to the Bucks and the Saints. Um, I think this is a really interesting one. So I've actually picked the Saints, and probably my big sort of upset for the week. Um, I just I just have a good feeling about them. The Saints have a good record against the Bucks. They, you know, they admittedly they weren't quite as dominant over Atlanta as maybe they should have been last week. But the Bucks didn't really have a full proper test against the Cowboys. It was sort of an easy start for them. 
Um, I could definitely see the Saints coming away with an upset here. I don't know about you, Dave, but that's well, small well, well, I thought I was going to be the one to uh, pick the upset and get a bit of a sneaky pick on the Saints because I just wasn't convinced by the Bucks last week. Um, obviously, I really like them for the season, but I think they're, I, I think they were a bit sluggish last week, and that's hard to tell when obviously the all the stuff that happened with the Cowboys and wasn't really the game that they were probably expecting, but yeah, I mean, the Saints have had their number, haven't they? Especially the Saints defence versus Brady the last, what's even there, two years now. Um, I mean, they've really found a way to really bottle him up and even when the Saints weren't at their best, they were, they were still managed to find a way to win and I think this Saints team's better now than it has been in their last couple of seasons, probably. So, I mean, I think the Saints got every chance, especially at home. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you put a lot of faith in Jameis Winston to get it done, but I mean, I, I like Winston. I, I, I always will, and uh, especially if Michael Thomas can be back. So, what he looked like, he was—he looked really good last week. I thought, and uh, yeah, they're going to have a real good chance of upsetting the Bucks. Which, I mean, I don't think it's that big of an upset at home. Is the uh, thing? But I think they're about three and a half point favourites, or they were at the start of the week. So I don't know what they are now, but. Yeah, the, the Bucks definitely opened up as look, quite strong favourites, but yeah, I like the Saints from the off. Yeah, I mean, to go back to the Usain Bolt analogy, the, the Cowboys only really forced the Bucks into a jog last week, yeah. and we don't really know how quick they can go at full sprint at this point. It's, um, I, it would be interesting to see the Saints are the teams who forced them into that. Um, but yeah, like you said, James Winston, he's not necessarily the most reliable guy but and and this is the interesting thing without Sean Payton in New Orleans because you feel I felt like Sean Payton really changed him as a player and made him much more of a work for your receivers as opposed to try and do everything type of quarterback and maybe there was a little bit last week of the old James Winston I mean to see if you know more of that comes back without Sean Payton at the helm um, but yeah, these, I mean, the weapons he's got is he's got some decent options, you know, Mike, I mean, Michael Thomas, we will know how good he is. We just weren't sure if we'd ever see him at that level again. Um, and obviously Alvin Kamara didn't have the best game last week. So maybe we see a bit more from him. Um, but yeah, the Saints, the Saints team, I, they're sneakily quite good. Yeah, I think, I think you could, they're at least solid, aren't they? Even if they're not top tier. They're definitely a team that can they're definitely going to cause some problems for these sort of best teams in the NFC, which look with like the Bucks, the Rams um, Packers I guess. Uh, I don't really think we can still put the Packers in there after last week but whoever we're putting up the top of the NFC, I mean it's not the deepest conference so I mean the Saints have definitely got a chance of sort of making some waves there but yeah, I think I really, I, yeah, I really do fancy them this week but I mean, I don't think you can ever. I've, obviously, as a Patriots fan, I know that you can't ever write off Brady. So, I mean, it would be a massive shock if we come to the Monday review show and the Bucks have absolutely blown them out. But yeah, I just got a good feeling for the Saints this week. Especially, say, if it was in Tampa, then I, I think I'd find it harder to pick them. But yeah, at home, I, I, yeah, I think they're a good pick this week. Yeah, it's the the Saints team is sort of a. In previous years, you'd say maybe they're around a seventh seed. But yeah, the, I mean, you just look at how weak the NFC is this year. You think maybe they could be five or six. It's uh, 
generally it's it's really there for them if they you know continue to play if they play well enough they definitely they're definitely capable of a playoff spot. Yeah, like I hundred percent think they are. Say they could they could you could easily put them as the fourth fifth best team in the conference right now, which probably says more about the conference than them. But this is there to be taken. Yeah, absolutely. And on to the second Monday night game this week. Uh, just I, it must be for the Queen's funeral or something. Doing it in honor of the bank holiday. Um, Great tribute. That's what she would have wanted. <laughs> absolutely. She she was a massive Vikings fan. We all know that. Well, well, she, um, she's well, she's obviously sorted Monday out so we can have a lay in after a late Sunday night. Sunday night game. Yeah, exactly. Good on she, she, you know, she did love the color purple. So exactly. Maybe, you know, it is the royal colour. Um, so Vikings are Eagles. Um, two teams who won first week, one more convincingly so than the other. The Vikings pretty much destroyed the Packers, really, and the Eagles just about got over the line against the Lions, although they did look quite comfortable at one point. Um, I mean, who who were you more convinced by after that first week, Dave? Um, it's tough to say because I come into the season just not really buying into this Eagles hype. Um, I think everyone seemed to love them, and obviously made some really good off-season moves. But to me, I think it's going to take a bit more, bit of time for them to gel. And I think we saw that against the Lions, didn't we? They got up a bit, let the Lions back into it, and I don't think the Lions are the greatest team in the world. But um, yeah, I think the Vikings look really good. Um, sort of. I mean, it's so hard to know whether the Packers team is just that bad, whether the Vikings made them look that bad or somewhere in between. But, I mean, offensively, the Vikings might have the best weapons in the whole league. Um, it's, I mean, Jefferson is insane, isn't he? He is just, like, every week he does something and you think, oh, my God, he is unbelievable. But, um, I mean, just even aside from him, Kirk, Beelan, all the other players they've got there... and. Cousins, I thought, looked better last week as well. When I mean, we've seen him in them sort of games, sort of go go into oh, sort of that bad Kirk Cousins mold. But I mean, I thought he looked good. But yeah, the Eagles, oh, I mean, they look decent. But I just think that the Vikings are a much tougher test than the Lions worth them. And if they sort of let the Vikings back into it or let the Vikings get ahead, then I think they might struggle to sort of bring it back around like they did against the Lions. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, they. you look at this uh, Vikings team, they really did dominate the Packers last week. I feel like it's probably more of a case of week one, the Packers struggle to work out what they are and they will get it together at some point. But I'm not sure about that. But, the, but I think the Vikings were generally that much better than them. Um, as for the Eagles, I they looked very comfortable to me. I And maybe they let their foot off the gas. I could see a situation here where the Vikings are not. There's no. There's not going to be any point in the game where the Vikings are two, three scores down. I don't think. Yeah. And I and for me that means the Eagles keep their foot on the gas. They keep going, and they end up winning here. Although I took no wait. I took the Vikings as my pick, didn't I? <laughs> well, um, well, I did the same in the Bucks Saints game. 
I've, I've, I've already messaged yeah. Josh, who is uh, running all up. We're doing picks as, on the first and ten stuff, and Josh is running off, messaging literally while we're doing this. Can I change my Bucks pick to the Saints? So, uh, yeah, like you just do it at the start of the week, don't we? And then, uh, yeah, definitely change my mind as the week goes on. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd, if anything, <laughs> it just shows how close the game is going to be. Yeah. I generally, I, I, I forgot who my pick was, and I was like, yeah, I reckon the Eagles will win. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, really don't have a clue on this one. Yeah, I think this is definitely a tight game. And probably, like, even though it's only week two, it's probably a good indication of sort of where these teams sit in the NFC because they both have decent wins in week one. And then now it's a, a real test. I mean, I don't think it's crazy to think that either of these could end up as the one seed this year. Like, if things sort of break their way. And I mean, the Rams look not great last week. And if maybe they're having a bit of a Super Bowl hangover and the Bucks struggle a little bit there's definitely a chance for, for a team one of these two teams to sort of take a step up and sort of steal that spot away I, I don't I don't think it will happen but there is a chance it could and yeah I think this is going to be a good indication of sort of where these teams are at right now yeah well I mean you know neither team won the division last year but uh, you know after week one as much as you can sort of overreact to week one you'd probably put them both as favourites for their division, for their respective divisions at this point. Yeah, I think so. But, but obviously, you know, we'll see. Let's, let's watch this game, see how close they really are. And then we can actually sort of get a better idea of who they really are, to be honest. Yeah. So on to the next game, two unbeaten teams after week one, uh, the Dolphins at the Ravens. I'm really looking forward to this. I've got, um, I think, you know, I, I, when I first looked at the fixture list, I was like, I'm not sure if there's anything really here in terms of two really good teams playing each other. But this is probably one of the better games of the week. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, when the Dolphins looked good last week, again, it's enough on them. Like I said with the Vikings, it's hard to know if the Dolphins were good, the Patriots were terrible, or a bit of both. And it probably was a little bit of both. Um I mean, I think Hill looked decent. I thought they looked like they had sort of quite good chemistry for their first sort of proper game together. And yeah, I mean, there's lots to like about the Dolphins. Um, yeah, I mean, this is it's a tough game to call again. I mean, the instinct is that the Ravens will win this, but I mean, they've got their own problems, haven't they? I mean, Dobbins looks like he might be back this week. Um, I think the reports are pretty good of him from practice this week. So. And that would be a big boost to the Ravens. Um, just give them another dimension, really, because the run game wasn't really what we expect from the Ravens, I don't think, last week. Um, I mean, they were, they were okay. But sort of having that other player in there really makes a difference, doesn't it? But, I mean, I mean, what did you think of the Dolphins last week? Because I always find it hard when it's against the Patriots because, I mean, I'm just focusing on <laughs> Matt Patricia and uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, I was watching Red Zone, so it's not like I've uh, I was watching the full game, but obviously, from what you saw of the Patriots' offense, it didn't look great. The reports of Mac Jones looking worse than he did in his first rookie training camp were not positive. The reports that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were running the offense not positive, and then they came out and put up seven points, and you go, yeah, seems about right. And it's one of those things where you sort of you don't really believe it, even though it's you know, even though the reports are Mac Jones is struggling, 
Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are running the offense. It's all going to be terrible. You still don't really believe it with the Patriots until it actually happens, and then yeah. it did. And although the Dolphins, I know the Dolphins have a decent record against the Patriots in recent history, but um, yeah, I, 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 I just I didn't expect them to be. Well, I, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't know because I did expect them to be that bad. But at the same time, it is the Patriots. So I'm still like, so I was still going into it kind yeah. of on my on the defense a little bit. Yeah, and I mean that's that, so that's a hard thing of judging this game. I mean, if the Dolphins were just that good and shut them down, then they got every chance of doing something to the Ravens here. But I mean, if it was a bit of a one that it's just the Patriots are terrible, then I think the Ravens are the easy pick. But I mean, I've got the Ravens, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel great about it. I just never quite have confidence in the Ravens. I mean, people love Lamar Jackson. I've, I've always liked him, but I don't know. It's he's a tough one to sort of have loads of confidence in. I think because we do see these games where he just doesn't really do a lot or just struggles a bit. Yeah, it did seem last week as though he was more hesitant to run. And I wonder if that was because of the lack of new contracts as of yet. Um, and he just doesn't want to risk his body. But even so, he picked the Jets apart with his passing brilliantly. Admittedly, it is the Jets, but you know, I could easily see him doing something similar. He is that good. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah, I think this is another, another tough one to pick. But yeah, I just... I think the Ravens are just a better roster overall, but I mean that the Dolphins' offense is nothing to sort of sniff at. There's there's some obviously great players there with Waddle and uh, Hill. That's a pretty good one too, isn't it? Yeah, but exactly. I think that that sort of offense can beat anyone on their day if two hours a good game. And I mean, I think Ophelia looked all right last week. Um, I thought he looked pretty decent, but yeah, um, oh, I'm picking the Bucks, but I don't feel good. Um, sorry, the Bucks, the Ravens, but don't feel good about this one. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens as well. I I do feel pretty good at that. I I think the Dolphins looked okay. I don't think they looked like anything special last week. Yeah. Um, on to the Bears and the Packers, two teams who had very different weeks to what we thought they were going to. Um, the Bears seemed as though they summoned the rain specifically <laughs> to, to basically render the. 49ers offense useless and somehow came out of that game with a win. The Packers on the other hand, we obviously know they lost Devontae Adams in the offseason. They didn't have Lazard for that game. I mean, you could argue how much of an impact Alan Lazard as your wide receiver one has anyway. But at the same time, there's clearly not a lot for Rogers to throw to. He kept on looking for Tunyon. I mean, it, it's not a great situation there in Green Bay at receiver. I but I I feel like they figure it out this week. I don't think the Bears outside of freak sort of game against the Niners, I don't think they're offering much this season. No. It's so hard because I really like Justin Fields and really wanna believe that last week was a step forward and I'd say I know he didn't he didn't throw the all loads, but I think he did make some good plays out there and I think he could definitely do similar this week, but I mean, it's just whether you believe that the Packers are that bad or not. I think, and I mean, I don't think they're that bad. And that's that's the, that's the annoying thing. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to look as bad as they did last week. But I, mean, I still don't really know 
where their offense comes from other than Aaron Jones and maybe Robert Tonyan or someone. But I don't know. It's it's so hard with Rogers to write him off, but I mean I really, really want to. Um Yeah. I'm picking the Packers this week, but I really rooting for the Bears to get it done because I think that'd be a lot of fun. See Rogers at Owen too. Yes. You know, his new haircut, just they're upset and miserable. That would be a lot yeah, of fun. I mean, it is, it is very fun to watch Rogers get annoyed and then see him try and explain it rationally <laughs> on Tuesdays um, on Pat McAfee's show. And But, it, you know, I don't think this is going to be one of those weeks. I think the Packers are definitely going to figure this out at some point. And I think there's probably as good a chance as any against the Bears here to figure out what it is they need to do with this offense to get it going. And I have enough faith in Aaron Rodgers that he will do it at some point in this game. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the um, Packers passing game. I mean, who does Justin Fields have to throw to still? It's uh, it's it's pretty woeful, isn't it? But, I mean, it's not like either well, have got I a mean, big advantage Kevin... in the matchup, but... I'd say Darnell Mooney's the best receiver of the game. Yeah, yeah. To be Mike fair. Mooney's good, yeah. I mean, he's, I, I like Mooney, but I'm not sure he's a, like a superstar or anything, you know? I think he's a, just a decent yeah. sort of wide receiver two, maybe. He sort of has a good career yeah, in that that's sort the thing. of position. If he was your wide receiver two, you'd be stoked going into the season. But when he's your wide receiver one and your number two is Byron Pringle, yeah. then that's not as great a situation to be in, really, is it? Yeah. I do wonder if there could be a team that really goes after like a big free agent next year or something like that, because I mean, they've got to give him some help, haven't they, Fields? Like, he looks good, but I mean, you just got absolutely nothing there, is he? So, yes, it's, it's, it's really hard to pick the Bears here. As much as I want to, it's uh, it'd be more of a sort of heart overhead sort of situation, but yeah, hopefully, but yeah, can't see it I definitely agree that the Bears definitely need to invest at wide receiver, if nothing other than to find out what Justin Fields is. Yeah. Because you, know, you can't properly assess him in this offense. Certainly, because he shows flashes, doesn't he? But it's just, it is flashes, but that's all, that's all he's really got a chance to do. So, on to two teams who had a disappointing first week, but they're both. Sort of pretty much in the conversation for the playoffs, even despite disappointing performances. Cardinals at the Raiders. Um, I mean, obviously, the Cardinals are still missing DeAndre Hopkins. The Raiders, I get it, it just kind of felt like they just didn't turn up. I don't know. I, I know the on end result with the Chargers was relatively close, but it, it never really felt like they were in that game. No, I think the scoreline flattered them a bit, didn't it? Like the Chargers looked like a whole level above them didn't they but um I, I think they're going to be good I think they're going to be fine I just think they're just unlucky to be in the division they're in really because I think they're going to win a lot of games this season but I'm not sure it's going to really count for much in the end but yeah I mean they, I thought they looked well, all right I and... thought they were going to be yeah I thought they were going to be really good I had Josh McDonald's as my coach of the year I was I was thinking, you know, Derek Carr, he's, this is finally going to be the year for him. He's got the offensive genius of Josh McDowns at head coach. He's got Devontae Adams at wide receiver, Darren Waller at tight end. It can't go wrong for him, but he yeah. just they just didn't really turn up against the Chargers. And okay. the question is, can they do it against the Cardinals? 
I mean, the Chiefs did it pretty easily. Can yeah. you know the Raiders find a, even a fraction of that success would probably be enough for a win. I mean, I think that's I think that's a disappointing thing if you're a Raiders fan last week. It was Derek Carr that looked a bit iffy. It wasn't anywhere else where you might say they've got weaknesses. It was Derek Carr that sort of struggled a little bit. And I mean, that's not really what you'd want. But I think you could maybe put that down to the Chargers just defense just being really good. Um I mean it's gonna be a lot easier to test this week. That Cardinals defense just doesn't really look like he's got much bite, does it? It's definitely lacking, that's for sure. And uh I mean, the Chiefs absolutely tore them, tore them apart. And I mean, I'm not sure the Raiders' offense is that good, but they're not a million miles off. And um, yeah, I think they, I think the Raiders get a big bounce back here. Exactly. And moving on to Seahawks and the 49ers, much like the previous divisional matchup we had, um, it's two teams who had very different weeks to what we were expecting. Seahawks pull off an upset win at the hands of Geno Smith, you know, uh, being the Seahawks. It's, it's one of those things where you see someone in a new relationship and you go, well, they're obviously not as good as their previous partner, but they're making a big deal of it because they want to make the previous partner jealous. And that's exactly what the Seahawks fans are doing with Geno Smith. They were absolutely, there was absolutely love pouring over Geno last week uh, <laughs> just to make Russell Wilson get jealous. And, um, I I I feel like it's again it's one of those this will probably be close to be honest I feel like the Seahawks are just going to have something about them this season everything's close but they still lose a lot of games and I think this is definitely one of them the Niners coming back with a vengeance Trey Lance trying to prove he's not what you showed in week one and I think they're going to come out and give them a bit of a smacking but the Seahawks will somehow keep it close if that yeah. makes sense. I think it's all about if they could just not turn over the ball, really. If, I think they, if Gino starts to turn the ball over a little bit and, you know, they have some mistakes like that, then it could be a blowout. But I think as long as they sort of play it safe, and I think that's Pete Carroll's sort of go-to move, isn't it, to play it a bit on the safe side and run the ball a lot. I think, uh, I think they'll, I don't think it'll be like an embarrassing score, but I don't really see them winning this, especially in San Francisco. It's, yeah, I'm, it's hard to really trust it too much and say that that cheering for Gino might might go away quickly if uh, he starts to turn the ball over at all. Soon be calls for Drew Locke, which uh probably quite depressing yeah. for Seahawks fans like Ross. Yeah, exactly. When, when when you've already moved on to your next partner just to make the other one look the previous one look jealous because you've seen Russell Wilson with, you know, the ten out of ten that is the rest of the Broncos team. You know, he's got the receivers, he's got the defense. And and then you go and settle for a five in Gino. And then <laughs> and then and then what? You you, you see a four in, in Drew Locke and you go, oh, maybe that's better. And uh, and, and try and upgrade when and then just end up four and thirteen. Well, it's probably the best outcome for them in a lot of ways. Like just just completely tank the season, really. Winning, winning probably isn't ideal in a lot of ways for Seahawks, but I think if I think if you'd ask some Seahawks fans, they'd have taken one win over Russell Wilson and then sixteen losses. But I mean, a lot of the stuff has come out since about Russell Wilson isn't exactly positive, is it? That uh, doesn't seem like he was the most liked person in that Seahawks uh, locker room. Well, it is interesting. I there is a part of me that is convinced that Russell Wilson's persona is some kind of act. 
and he's just so obsessed with British humour, or so British culture, that he's even adopted our sense of humour, and he's set a task for himself to create a character which gives us even more cringe humour than David Brent and Alan Partridge combined, and that is his pure goal. But then you hear that stuff like this come out, and he's like, oh, okay, maybe that, maybe he's just not a great guy. But yeah. you know, obviously, it's one of those, like, who do you trust in that situation, all behind closed doors? You know, who's yeah. who's in the right, who's in the wrong? All right, then on to commanders at the lines. Um, two teams who I'm probably you know, there was definitely some impressive moments. The commanders. Looks genuinely decent. Carson Wentz had a decent game, albeit against the Jaguars. Um, and the Lions put up a decent fight at the end against the Eagles, although they didn't show much early on. Um, it'll be interesting to see who's for real in this one. I've actually taken the Lions. I, I've got a sneaky feeling about them here. Even though I do think the Commanders looked considerably better in week one, I just have a good feeling about the Lions. And maybe maybe it's the hard knocks, you know, hype that's getting me on for this. I because I I I just even though the commanders looked good last week, there's a part of me that just doesn't think they are they are what they were. Yeah, it's yeah. I think last week with the commanders we saw the mirage, and from this week onwards we will begin to see the rest of the desert. Yeah, it's um. They're a real tough one because it's so hard to believe in Carson Wentz, isn't it? But well, he's got some good weapons. But I thought that was part of part of the strange thing that it wasn't really Terry McLaurin he was thrown to, was it? It was Curtis Samuel and Dotson, and that was it, really, wasn't it? Basically, them two was uh, the main players are going to. So it'll be interesting how that offense sort of looks the rest of the year. But yeah, the Lions are just that team, especially in these sort of games where having either team are sort of great. I think you just sort of probably choose the team that's probably got a bit more fight in them. And I mean, the, the Lions aren't ever really going to give up on a game, are they? With Dan Campbell in charge, and I'm not sure that's the case for the uh, Commanders. But I mean, I don't think this is going to be a game that we see a lot of on Red Zone or anything like that, is it? It's not the most interesting of of this week's games. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I could see a lot happening in terms of big plays yeah but if you watch the whole game through you would be incredibly bored sort of yeah, uh, yeah. if that makes sense at all they'll just be sort of you know quite a lot of nothing and then a pick six or something like that yeah i think we see quite a lot of um sort of maybe even if it's not free and outs maybe sort of a couple of first downs then punt away a lot of a lot of punting i see in this game to be honest fair enough moving on to another nfc's team uh the New York Giants, they won last week against all the odds, even against my lock pick. And uh, this week they're taking on the Panthers, who lost surprisingly to the Browns, I think, for most of us. They, we expected them to get it done. Um, Baker will get another go this week to try and try and prove that he is uh, worthy of a starting job in the NFL. Um can he do so against this Giants defense? I don't think he can. Um, I thought he started off a bit sluggish. Um, I think he got better as the game went on. I think, sort of especially second half, he sort of looked a lot, a lot better. Um, I think they just need to get a lot more McCaffrey, don't they? But I mean, I see why they don't want to just sort of give him the ball 
300 times like they seem to over the last little four or five years and then he'll go down with an injury but I mean I think if they can get McCaffrey involved I think they're sort of they can sort of win any game but yeah I thought, I thought Baker looked all right and said he's got good weapons but I, I think the, I think the Giants got a really good chance of being 2-0 and after this week it's um I mean they're, they just looked pretty good I thought the Giants which was uh probably nice for you to see um I'm sure. I'm sure you might be able to tell me different if they weren't. But I just thought they looked pretty, pretty solid, pretty decent. And even if Daniel Jones isn't the future, I think he's fine for this year. Um, for whatever ambitions they've got this year, I think just being sort of somewhere in the middle of the pack is probably decent progress for them, isn't it? And sort of something to build on for next year for for obviously a first time coach. But yeah, I I, I like the Giants here. Um, Again, I've picked Carolina, but I don't really know why. I, I, I've liked the Giants all week. I've got Carolina on picks. So there's another one I've got to change. But, yeah. I, I, what about you? Do you like, do you like the Giants? Uh, well, obviously, you like the Giants, I, but, you know, do I, you fancy your chances? Yeah. I actually do like them here. I just... Um, last week, I, I talked enough about the week one review about, about how much I love this performance. Um, but it just felt so different to what we've seen yeah. these last few years. We've seen... Pat Shermer come in, supposed to be the offensive guy. He was the first guy to to supposedly get the most out of Daniel Jones, couldn't do it. Then we saw Joe Judge come in. You know, he had a lot of that. He made some pretty aggressive calls. Okay, I'm sure most people are thinking right now about the quarterback sneak on third and and whatever in our own (laughs) 10-yard line. But um, he did make plenty of two-point calls and things like that but it it was different because they went for the two-point conversion and they made a play which was based on the previous plays that they called throughout the game and it was creative and they knew what the defense was going to expect and they played off of that and it was genuinely brilliant and i i know it's very sort of um easy to overreact after one game and I've done it before, but the last time we won a week one game, uh, we made it to the playoffs. And I don't think, I mean, this is the thing: the NFC is generally that weak. It's it's not a million miles away. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not completely out of reach. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's completely out of reach. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to know what because isn't it? I think even a losing season, but sort of in the right way is probably progress, isn't it? Sort of something you can see building towards something two, three years down the line where maybe you've got the actual quarterback of the future in there and, you know, some other players that, you know, like some of, some of the players they paid, like Golladay, some of the games probably gone because, I mean, doesn't look like the same player he was a few years ago, does he? But, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, you've got to think the Cowboys are out of the running now. It's just basically down to... Giants and the Eagles, really, because I can't see the Commanders being that team, to, from my point of view anyway, but yeah, I mean, if you've, you've only got one team to beat, it's not out of the question, is it, that I mean, even nine wins might get it done. Well, that's the thing, is like, I was thinking more of a wildcard spot and, you know, uh, let the Eagles sort of run away with the division and then try and pick up what's left. I mean, maybe beating the Eagles is realistic. But I just think the NFC is so weak that that seven seed is there for the taking. And the Giants did look good enough in week one. Because the thing is, I came into this season kind of expecting for 
a high draft pick, go for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young in the draft, and then sort of move on from there, get rid of Jones. I, generally, I, if we have a good season, I have no idea what happens here. Because yeah. then it's like, well, how could you get rid of Jones after you led to, to a playoff game? And then where does the rest of the team fall? Yeah, it's, it's one of them. It can almost like set you back a, a couple of your years if he does well. <laughs> it's, it's always it's always better to have a just a clean break, isn't it? Just uh, win three games, get a top sort of four or five pick, and well, three games get more than that. But you know, just get that top four or five pick and take one of these sort of great quarterbacks that looks like they're coming out. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe Dable is just that good of yeah. a coach that he's able to drag Daniel Jones up to mediocrity. And that is able to keep him keeping in the Giants' job for a few more years, but um, maybe I mean you look at these two teams; they're very sort of similar. The quarterbacks fighting for his job, the running backs both very talented. We know that, and teams both want to go through the running back, yeah. but injuries over the last few years have not allowed them to do that. Wide receivers who we've seen a lot from in the past, not so much recently, and they're trying to get them all together and fit and working and who who know, who really knows what to expect from the wide receivers on either of these teams and two young defenses that are sort of being built from the ground up and looking okay yeah i, I, I think they both look better than okay really um yeah I, I, it's what i'm say we were talking before that this isn't the best of uh best of weeks but this is one of them games that could be sneakily interesting because um, I think it's probably going to see a lot about what these teams really are from this game, and if the Giants win here, then I mean that momentum builds a bit, doesn't it? And I mean momentum can can be I'm not sure it's 100 real in sport all the time, but I mean it does seem to happen, doesn't it? You get on a run and that confidence sort of grows, and all of a sudden you've won, you're sort of four and one, and in a real good spot, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Giants in this game. I think, I yeah, I mean, chance. there's a genuine possibility here that after this week, the Giants are 2-0 and in top of the division by themselves. <laughs> and at that point, I'm going to have to be start checking for nosebleeds. I mean, <laughs> that's, honestly, it's, it's, it's been so long. 2016, obviously, last year we won the division. And um, let, let's not... I'm going to try and move on here. Before I start getting too ahead of myself, I mean, but, um, if Bark- if Barkley can be the real Barkley, then I think there's every chance because I mean he's a game winner on his own. He is yeah, yeah. he is absolute top tier running back when he's healthy, and I mean we I think we saw that last week, didn't we? And yeah, I mean I don't I don't, I don't think it's crazy to think that uh, you you can reach them ambitions this year. Just not sure it's actually good for you long term. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, from my team to yours, Dave, yes. um, Patriots travel to the Steelers this week. Um, I mean, it didn't look great last week. This is probably as bad a matchup as you could hope for right now. It's one of the worst offensive performances from last week to against going up against one of the best defensive performances. Obviously, the Steelers missing TJ Watt, but I don't think they're going to miss him too much this week at least. And I think the big issue for the Patriots last week was that it was everything, as a Patriots fan, you worried that it would be. <laughs> and everything come to fruition. I mean, the play calling was 
really not good. Mac Jones looked bad. It wasn't even just a bit of a step back. He looked really bad last week. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally the only thing I've got to hope on here is that Bill Belichick just has Tomlin's number. That's, that's about it, really. Over the years, Mike Tomlin seems to coach his worst games when it comes against the Patriots. And I mean, that's my only real hope. And this, it's just, it. we're one week in and it already feels like this could be the worst Patriot season in a long, 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 long time. And yeah, it's, I mean, it obviously sounds uh, pretty ridiculous. And I know it's come from a very privileged position as a Patriots fan over the years to say that this is going to be a bad year, but oof, this is, this could be really bad. And it'd be really interesting what happens if uh, we do end up as like a bottom five team, which I think there's every chance of after last week's showing. And I mean, everything that, you think about this team really it's oh, there's so little hope but I mean I don't think the Steelers offense looked very good I think that's the uh the thing we can hang our hat on a bit was it five turnovers they still only they still just scraped by I mean most times if you're winning a turnover battle five to nothing then you're probably walking away with that game easily but um the Steelers managed to let the Bengals hang around anyway but yeah, we we look terrible, and especially going into Pittsburgh, this is a real uphill battle. But I mean, I've seen us win these sort of games before, and I'll never be surprised if when Belichick cooks up a game plan that wins these games when you think we've got no chance. But yeah, it's a uh, troubling times in New England, I'd say. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the game plan because I mean I do hate to keep harping on the same point. But the offensive game plan, a game plan for the Patriots here, does fascinate me, just because it's Matt Patricia and Joe yeah. Judge. I mean, it's two uh, two failed head coaches. But not only that, they 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 Matt Matt Patricia when he earned his head coach job was coaching defense, and Joe Judge was coaching special teams. So I don't understand. <laughs> Um, the logic is there I really wish I could give you an answer to this uh, this this conundrum but um, yeah I mean I didn't like Matt Patricia when he was the defensive coach um, I like him even less as the offensive coach so, uh, for me I've never been a big uh, Matt Jones guy but to overcome the issues that he is basically being given by those two and I mean, to be honest, the team around him, they haven't exactly built a... The, the the line isn't great. The weapons he's got aren't great. Um, there's, there's some OK players. Like, I like Myers. Um, I think Aguilar's fine. Uh, I think the tight ends are OK. But a bit like we are talking about with Keenan Allen and the Chargers, if these players were sort of the the other players in an in offence, great. Um, when they're, like, the players you're relying on, then... You're really struggling, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this game at all, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's 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 horrible to for your team to be around and not want to watch want to watch them, and I'm sure you've experienced that as a Giants fan over the last few years. Where I mean, you'd always rather just the game was called off or something because this is yeah, this is not a game to look forward to because Mac Jones could get absolutely destroyed here against, with this with this line against this defense. Yeah, I'll, I'll worry for him. Yeah, I mean they're doing more damage to Matt Jones than anything at this point. Yeah, and you, you are very correct in that, Dave. I have experienced that pain many times over the last several years, <laughs> and a lot of those moments 
well with Joe Judge on the sidelines. So at least we can share that. Yeah. <laughs> when we do these Thursday shows, we just just sit here and just get things out about Joe Judge, shall we? Just uh, just like Joe Judge, Joe Judge Anonymous or something. Just a little yeah. five minute segment at the end, just where we can vent about him. Ugh. Oh, I mean, I I don't have enough. I don't have enough time to talk about that, man. <laughs> but we'll move on. Oh, um, God. <laughs> Bengals, Cowboys. This would be arguably... I mean, this would be in contention with Chargers Chiefs for game of the week if that Prescott was playing, but unfortunately he's not. Cooper yeah. Rush is starting. Um, and does anyone really want to watch that? Um, no. Uh, not, <laughs> I can't say for everyone, but I definitely know from me. Uh, I mean... So we spoke about this game on the fantasy show a couple of nights ago. And yeah, I mean, just worry for all of these Cowboys players, don't you really? I mean, I don't really know where their offense comes from with Cooper Rush there. I mean, I can't, I wouldn't say he's one of the better backups in the league myself. Um, so we saw him a bit over the last season, didn't we? But yeah, not, not great. Um, and I mean, the Bengals, I think should bounce back after a rusty week one. And to me, that's all. That's, I mean, that's all it really was up against a good defense. They're just a bit rusty. Um, Say so Joe Burrow, what do you have his appendix out in the off season, didn't he? And I mean, I think it looked like someone who hadn't had a full off season and training camp to repair. But yeah, I, I think I think we could see the Bengals come out of a proper sort of revenge game, almost uh, not on the Cowboys just after what happened last week. So yeah, a real bit of bounce back for them, and I could see this being one of them Jamar Chase. 200 yard games makes uh, Diggs look a bit silly, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing with Diggs. He does go for the picks a lot. And, you know, when he gets caught out, he does get pretty easily embarrassed. Um, I mean, you know, you mentioned Burrow having his appendix out. Who knows? Maybe that was his lucky appendix. And uh, <laughs> we never see the same Joe Burrow again. But no, I'm, I'm that, be... that, that, was, that was where all the magic come from. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, it, it, I I just can't see anything other than a Bengals steamroll here. Um, and it, yeah, that's I mean pretty much all there is to say really. Well, the Cowboys to win it'd have to be a game similar to that um, Steelers game where they just the Bengals just turn the ball over a load, and I can't see that happening again like that. I mean, I think Joe Mixon looked good last week. He had about thirty nine touches or something silly, wasn't it? Um, I could see it being a similar sort of game plan here, really, because I could see him being up early and just basically run the ball for the second half. One of the games that Red Zone just goes away from for the second half until there's some points scored because it's just over. Yeah, I mean, Trevon Diggs really needs to have a big game because that's the thing is if, if Joe Burrow throws to Diggs enough times before Chase is able to get away from him, then there could be some picks there. That is the thing. If the ball is thrown close enough to Diggs, then, it, then he does have a very good chance of picking off. But it's just whether he will be anywhere in the vicinity. Yeah. It's, I mean, and even, I mean, I don't know if T Higgins is playing or not because went down with a concussion, didn't he? But I don't think it really matters in this game, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I think Boyd is a perfectly fine number two. And if anything, still a good number two, but he's their number three normally. So, yeah, I, I think the Bengals absolutely trounce them here. And, yeah, the start of a, a bad few weeks for Cowboys fans. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, on to the Texans at the Broncos. Uh, this could be a fun game. I mean, you know, the Broncos obviously disappointed last week. 
I think that was probably freak circumstance. I mean, you're never going to get, you're never going to be in an atmosphere like that again for the rest of the season unless they somehow change the venue of the Super Bowl to Seattle and it's Broncos Seahawks. That would be the only situation where they might be playing in a louder stadium. But um, yeah, I, the Bron- I feel like the Broncos come back here. Texans could be fun to watch. They could put up a fight. But yeah, I, I think the Broncos have a point to prove after last week and they're going to come out and prove it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Texans looked decent enough last week, didn't they? But yeah, as I say, I don't think the Broncos face another set of circumstances like that again. Um, I didn't think Wilson looked great, but I think it looked a lot like that Seahawks, Russell Wilson, but the one from sort of the second half of the season normally where they sort of fall off a bit, where they just didn't... I don't know. I, I, I think, I'd say, I think... The Texans might put up a fight, but it could be one of them games that are sort of close at half time and then the Broncos sort of pull away a bit in the second when sort of the difference in class shows because they've just got a lot better players, haven't they, from top to bottom, really. Not the Texans, I think the Texans are a fine team this year. I don't think they're going to sort of do anything great, but I don't think they're going to be sort of bottom of the barrel team this year. But yeah, I think the Broncos just have too much for them and probably see Russell Wilson sort of looking a lot more like sort of closer to MVP Russ rather than. Sort of throw away the season a bit, Russ. Yeah, they also won't have the pressure of Peyton watching over their shoulder, telling them when to call a timeout this week. So hopefully that helps them a bit. Um, Falcons at the Rams is not the most interesting game on paper. Um, Hopefully they prove us wrong. But I feel like it should be comfortable for the Rams, but I don't know if it will be so comfortable for the Rams that it's interesting to watch, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just um, um God, sorry. So I was just gonna say, yeah, it, maybe the Rams come out with a vengeance, but I don't know. I, I I really wasn't convinced by the Thursday night performance at all. No, I thought they looked they looked bad last week, but I think maybe that is just I think I, for me I, I think I can I'd happily put it down to a bit of rust playing against a team that was just a bit of a juggernaut. I mean, that, that, I think that's the big thing with not starting any of your players in pre-season. When you have games like that to start, it just looks bad on you. It looks like a mistake, where if they're playing someone probably a bit worse, they can probably get away with it. A bit of rust in the first sort of quarter or two and then come away in the second half. But up against the Bills, they just got absolutely punished for not looking good. I think the big worry for them is if uh, Stafford's um, elbow is as bad as some reports might suggest. Um, I mean, I can't can't believe they're not going to look a lot better this week. And the Falcons just are not very good, are they? I mean, they they might have a bit of a fight, didn't they, against the Saints, which I didn't really expect, but I'm not sure we see that too much this season. I think they're just a bad football team overall. And yeah, I I think the Rams are too good for them. But as I say, I'm not sure this is going to be the most interesting of games either way. Yeah, I mean, if anything, the Falcons are almost an ideal team to play week one. Um, yeah. in, in complete contrast to the Bills, but obviously the Rams defending Super Bowl champions, NFL wants a marquee game to start the season. Yeah. So it's how it is. Um, and then they just have to put up with that. You know, yeah. defending champs for a reason. They're almost the perfect team to come in after getting battered by the Bills, aren't they, really? Yeah. Someone you can probably sort of try a few things against, have a little fun, probably a lot of Cooper Cup get Alan Robinson involved a lot more 
And yeah, I think they'll I think they'll probably look a lot better this week and you know put away some of those worries. But yeah, I I, I just got no faith in the Falcons really. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I sort of wish they were playing someone a bit better really, just to sort of see whether last week was just a bit of a one-off game or whether it is something to worry about. Yeah, we'll have to wait a bit for that, unfortunately. Um, Jets and the Browns next. I mean, this is really getting into the dregs of the fixture list, unfortunately. Um, I, I'm i not sure if we've had conf- confirmation yet on who the starter is for the Jets. Um, is Zach Coulson back, do you know? I haven't seen anything, but I thought that Wilson was still another couple of weeks. But, um, I mean, I, I don't... I'm not sure it really matters that much, um, <laughs> which probably isn't great. Uh, he, he did practice this week, is looking like. He's practiced today. But, um, I mean, I, I think Zach Wilson's got a chance of being all right this year. Um, I mean, he, he was very... He needed a bit of time last year. He, he almost needed a year sitting like Trey Lance had, I believe. But, uh, yeah, he was a number, number two overall pick. It's not like he's got absolutely no pedigree or no chance of being a decent quarterback but I mean, I think when I was picking the Panthers last week I felt quite good about it but I sort of just forgot how good the Browns defense is and players like Miles Garrett are still gonna get it done even if uh, you've got Brissett throwing the ball so I mean I think we'd probably just see the Browns defense take over here whoever's throwing the ball for the Jets and probably see a few turnovers and probably quite a comfortable win for the Browns I guess yeah, but if Joe Flacco ends up throwing it 50 times again, there's bound to be at least four picks, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, his, his arm must be absolutely shot this week, throwing it yeah. that much. Like... At, at that age, you should not be getting out of bed, barely. But never yeah. mind. <laughs> throwing 50 times in an NFL game is uh, come on now. Yeah, it was definitely uh, interesting, that's for sure. Um, Colts-Jaggers is the final game of the week. A big finale for us here. Um, yeah. I so obviously it's you know two very much different ends of the spectrum in terms of quarterbacks. You've got Matt Ryan, uh, thirty-eight years old, I believe. He's basically on his last legs, but he still continues to insist on running and taking <laughs> hits, which seems insane. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence, who still not quite able to show what we've expected from him. I mean, this is this is the problem when you get the Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning comparisons is uh, when you don't deliver them to that level, then uh, everyone's disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I still believe in Lawrence. That, like, I loved him coming out as well as did everyone, didn't they? But I loved him coming out. I think he's got so much there, just lacking, lacking, like lacking anything around him, isn't he? It's not. Like the running game's decent, and I mean they've got some okay players at wide receiver, but no one that sort of stands out as great, have they? And I think he shows flashes, doesn't he? But then he just has some like really weird plays that I don't know if it's just him trying to be a bit of a hero or what. I'm just not really sure sometimes with some of the decisions he makes, which sort of never was a big thing for him in college. But maybe that's just because his team was just so good around him that it didn't really matter. But um I think the Jags are going to be my sort of weakness this year and picking them way more than I should because there's just something about them that I sort of like. I think they've got some players that I like and I think they've got some talent on defence that can sort of make, make some waves at times, but I don't, 
I'm just going to go with whatever I sent to Josh this week because if if I pick the Jags, I'm sticking with it. But if I didn't, then I'm not changing to them. What does what did I send him? Um, where are they? I took the Colts. I'm just I I refuse to believe that they're going to. I mean, this is the thing. They is they've got they've um, released Rodrigo Blankenship, the kicker. Yeah. After last week's performance, I mean, it was pretty awful. But he's he was having a he's had a pretty good go for them up until that game. I mean, it seems <laughs> I understand that with kickers sometimes the thought process is once their head's gone, that's it for them. But I don't know. I feel like that it is very harsh to drop him after one bad game. Do you think if he uh, wore contact lenses, he'd have been cut? Do you think it's just the the glasses <laughs> that got him done? Because it just it just doesn't look like a a player you want on the sideline, does he, when he's wearing them? So, but you know, without him, we don't get that tweet every year of him next to DK Metcalf and these guys play the same sport. It's, uh, yeah, it'd be a shame to lose them. But I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get another chance somewhere just because you know, these kickers tend to, don't they? But, oh, this is such a... I, I sort of want to pick the Jags, but I haven't got enough, uh, enough bottles to do it, so I'm picking the Colts. But if the Jags win, I'll probably still take it as a victory anyway. Yeah, I mean, this the Colts just have too much talent in this. It's, yeah. uh, compared to the Jaguars, where it's like, okay, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Josh Allen on defense, I guess. I mean, but they it, it, generally, it was genuinely impressive to see them sign so many players in the offseason and not one of them you thought, oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, you don't. What well, you don't like, be playing Christian Kirk, an absolute fortune is worth it. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those <laughs> <laughs> like he's signed so many mediocre players. Uh, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's just taking up roster space. I don't understand. Yeah, you get you get better players, you know, from the seventh round. I don't understand. They're they're one of them teams that you sort of realise why bad teams stay bad teams when you see some of the moves they make, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, Doug Pedersen in theory. You know, should I guess? I mean, it should be better than last year, but yeah. it's not a high bar. That's it. You know, they've 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 had the first round pick two years in a row, uh, looking like they're on for a third. I, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough to be too positive about them, but yeah, I I've just got a sneaky feeling about them, and they're going to win a few games, and this is almost one of them. But I just I just can't do it. I just can't. I can't make that pick, but I really, really want to. Yeah, I mean, the Colts, if they have anyone kicking uh, other than Blankenship this week, then they'll be fine. I mean, maybe get a safety from the Chiefs or something. I don't know. There's uh, plenty of options out there. But, yeah, there's uh, if, if they just make some extra points, then they should be all right. And it feels like it's quite an easy game plan for the Colts, and it just give it to Taylor, just let it be one of his games, just give him the ball lots and lots of times, and just let him win you the game this time. It might it might not work every week, but I think this is a game where they can probably just do that, and just probably don't make mistakes. You, they're probably going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening. That's that's it for our week two preview for first and ten. Dave, any parting words for us? Um, please fire Matt Patricia. Um, that's a shout out to the New England Patriots if, if you're listening, Bill. Um, I, I know he has listened to our podcast in the past. Um, 
yeah, please just fire them and stop this misery. Uh, and I would also like to shout out the New England Patriots and say, don't fire anyone, keep doing what you're doing, you're doing a great job. <laughs> and the same goes for Coach Dable and the New York Giants. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>